Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Yes, this, welcome into SCNZ at the Hockey here with Ben Francis. It has just gone on 9 o'clock. We do the show every fortnight and talk all things darts. And of course, at this time of year, you cannot escape the darts. It is darts virtually every weekend as we build up to the World Darts Championships in London. I think it's actually a month away today, so very, very exciting. The show is brought to you by the Dart Depot, darts, dartboards, lighting and more, the Dart Depot. And one man who is very dangerous, so dangerous as they say, (laughs) on the Oki is to my left, and that is Big Rig, Ben Robb. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Came off a win at uh, Hamilton in the weekend, so confidence is building well. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm stoked to how it's going. That's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear, that the confidence is going well <laughs> at this time of year, especially head of uh, such a big tournament. And I know we're going to touch on this every time I see you, but you know, every time we talk, you know, it's that little bit closer. Yeah. So, so how's the body feeling? How's the mind feeling? All the all these typical things. Yeah. No, feeling good, bro. Yeah. Uh, Preparation's going well. I'm um, booked out every weekend, so and every time I'm playing, I feel more and more relaxed and loose in the action. And over the weekend, it was probably one of my best performances over the year, which is a good sign. Good sign of this time to be playing well. Um, hit a bunch of eleven daughters, a bunch of tens. I think I hit like eighteen one eighties. Like yeah, mate. It was um, <laughs> yeah. The form's good. Uh, the mind is great. I really feel like. Um, Leading into a World Champs, this has been my best lead into any like World Champs. I'm quite fortunate, like I said, I've been to three. This is my third time. But um, the, the first one was all full of nerves. The second one were uh, COVID restrictions and, and, a, and a poor lead up to it. But this time around, I'm playing every weekend. I'm putting the work in and um, the results are coming. I, I just keep winning, which is always a good sign. Well, it's not like you chose not to prepare for last year as you said kind of COVID was yeah. in the way so what how, how have you noticed that difference not in terms of just how you're performing but just I guess where as I said where your mind and how you're feeling it, it's just all so different compared to just this time last year yeah yeah last year um just in at home playing online stuff uh, it's not you, the same eh no 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 it's like you you could play well but there's something about the intensity when someone's next to you and and, and you're just throwing down and, ha- and having a go. But um, this time around, I'm just playing all the time and I just feel way more comfortable in the clutch moments and the pressure moments. Had a good games against um, Jack Shepard and Stu Irwin over the weekend, sent me in the final and I answered their, their, you know, their good darts and just threw better at them. And that's always a good sign when people are playing well when you still... Still put on a good performance. Oh, trust me, man. I know. I know what it's like playing you on that. Okay, it's very, very tense. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, see, like, you know, when I'm playing the next step up, the PDC guys, there is an element of that. But I've done it so much now. I've um, I've been quite fortunate. I played it on stage a bunch of times, and that kind of gloss on that whole on the whole event isn't there for me as such. I'm not panicking or overwhelmed by it. I feel like this time around it's just 
you know, another opportunity to kind of show what I can do and, and not rush into it or panic or anything. So it's cool. Well, people that don't know darts necessarily well, you know, they like asking questions on, on your equipment. Of course, you have your own set of darts, which we've spoken about through uh, the 180 team. Do, are you doing any, like, tinkering with your equipment beforehand or have you kind of got, you kind of got your settled kind of what you're going to be using? Yeah. Um, what I've thrown this whole year, I'm not going to change anything. Um, everything about my setup is just perfect to – how I'm throwing at the moment, and I don't want to change anything up. Try to try to tinker at this time, just kind of work with what I have and and build on it. Um, next year we've got a few things in the works. Um, Ooh, yeah, changing a few things. You're not going to be like the Warriors and releasing your shirt every <laughs> yeah, year, are you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, one shirt. Nah, that was a big thing that me and Andy talked about from the Dart Depot, is um, letting the uh, you know the fans around um, be able to wear the shirt that I'm playing with at all times. So instead of having, you know, three or four different shirts, just have one shirt, one colour, one design. So, you know, when you wear my shirt and you're watching on TV, you're wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing. I've got I've got your shirt on, but I've also got your other one you gave me in my bag. Yeah. Uh, I like like wearing it around and asking people going, Are you are you are you being robbed? Because they know my name's Ben. I'm like, Yeah, I am. I, yeah, I, I am look at me, I'm the big root knight. Yeah, I, I, I don't do that. I can see your belly button when you wear my shirt, mate. That's how tall you are, mate. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that one coming, did you, Betty? <laughs> but, uh, but no, bro, preparing well, man. I'm so excited for this chance. Um I got the live in, live in this weekend, New Zealand Dark Council, uh, the live in open, and I'm just looking forward to building on that and playing New Zealand's best players again and seeing if I get it. Well, I'm not going to play any more darts this year. I'm just going to go <laughs> running every day after, after hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> He's got me speechless for the first ever time. I'm literally stumped. That's awesome. Oh, I'm more... I'm more oh. I'm so sorry, listeners. But as I said, this show at the Oki is proudly brought to you by the Dart Depot Dart Stuff Woods Lighting and all the Dart Depot. You can go get all of Ben Rob's gear that shows off your belly button from Andy, Andy and the team. Uh, Ben's got a nice set of uh, flights which had just come out recently. The the Condor flights got the new the new logo on there and they look great. And uh, his darts are selling out very fast as well. So if you do want to get a set and have a throw with them before. Uh, he's up on that stage and beating all the best players in the world, then definitely go visit Andy and the team and try out the different uh, weights because the other thing with the equipment as well is uh, the length and everything, the dart varies quite a bit with the weight. Oh, yeah. just be, You've got to find ways to... You can't have the same yeah. barrel without tinkering a little bit. Um, there are small changes to the darts, but um, people that have bought the, the lightest 21 gram still rave about the, the shape and the design. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different, but most people that buy, I mean, I haven't really got any kind of bad response from, from the, the, the design. So, nah, it's, um, if you buy it, I reckon you'll keep them. <laughs> oh, I will be. I definitely will be. I, I was in the shop, as I think I said on the last show, for nearly two hours trying to throw a 180. I got so many 140s, I lost count and got really upset. So well, I'm, de- I'm going to get them, and I'm going to hit that 180, and I'm going to be sending you a photo. There's going to be nine <laughs> daters. I just know my game's going to go to the next level. And what's going to be real funny is uh, next time we play, I'm going to be wearing one of your shirts. I'm going to be using the exact same darts as you. So we're going to throw for the ball, and you're going to be like, which dart's mine? I'll be like, that one. That that's one. That's, that's, the one <laughs> that's one way of doing it, hey. That's my dart. No, man, it's cool, man. And I see my darts everywhere, man. Like I see them on flights. I see my shirts. 
it's a pretty cool feeling when you kind of step back and look at it. From, so some you know? people would probably call you a sealer celebrity. Oh, mate. <laughs> mate, I'm trying, man. I'm trying to build we, a sport, yeah, you know. We're going to see you on Celebrity Treasure Island next year. Oh, mate. I don't want to dominate that as well. Hey, <laughs> Oh, well, you could if you get a couple of wins at the World Champs. You never know. Oh, mate, give up my day job. No, nah, I wouldn't do that, boss. He's probably listening. I wouldn't do that. No, but, we, we, you know. we love Ben's boss. He, he's very, very good uh, giving Ben the time off to ch- <laughs> chase the dream and play darts and, and all those other things. So we appreciate you, Ben's boss. But uh, we are nearly nine minutes after nine here on At The Yockey here on SCNZ. Ben Francis and Ben Rob with you talking all things darts through till 10 o'clock. And uh, one of the big tournaments of the year, uh, which is the Grand Slam of Darts, uh, that started over the weekend. Uh, this tournament is a bit different uh, compared to some of the other tournaments as in you get drawn in groups but uh, quite a few different not very big names competing and some very big names making a comeback and making a statement and we will touch on that tournament uh, more here on Aviaki after the break 14 minutes after 9 here on SCNZ's Aviaki we are Building up towards the World Darts Championships, which is about a month away because that is the best time of year. Uh, that's why we love Christmas is because of the darts, not because of cricket or any other sport on. It's because of the darts. <laughs> it's the most exciting part of the year. I think even Kane Williamson said he was happy he couldn't play one day so he could watch the darts. So that just tells you how important the darts is uh, to the world. But before the World Champs, they kind of have their last real big tournament, one of the majors, they call it. Yep. The Grand Slam of Darts is on at the moment, and I think it's in Wolverhampton at the moment, uh, which is essentially a collation of lots of winners throughout tournaments of the year. So essentially, if you win the World Champs, you qualify. You win the UK Open, you qualify, etc. Et Make the, the World final Cup. of the World Cup, you yep. qualify. Yeah, exactly. So... Tournament's a bit different. As I said, they get drawn into groups of four. You play everyone in your group in a uh, first to five, and then the top two from the group then go to the knockout. Uh, the one incredible thing, and I actually had the list saved, but I don't think I had it saved anymore first before we get into it, was the amount of big names that were missing from this year's tournament. There were some absolutely huge names. Of the, you know, James Wade, Dimitri James Vandenberg, Wade. Yep. Uh, both in the top 10. I think Jose de Sousa is missing as well. Um, def- he's defending points on that too. So exactly. He, he so, fell back 10 places, just yeah, not so that No, that's why this tournament's so different because it's not one that just all the top players qualify for. You've got some of these big names missing out and as, as I said, that their ranking drops and that can have such massive implications at this time of year because heading yeah. to the world champs, it almost means that you could have been, let's say, arguments like, like Josie could have been ranked 8th, and if you drop 10 places, you're now 18th, and you're going to be playing probably a harder player when yeah. you kind of make into that draw. So it really does uh, throw a span. things, yeah. yeah. It complicates things massively. But uh, you know, when the groups were done, there were some very, very tough uh, groups to pick from. Um, and I don't think many guys have actually confirmed their spot in the next round yet. But the one player making waves... Uh, say so far, he's still got one game to go. Is Raymond Van Barneveld? He beat Dave Chisnell first up in his first game, and then this morning he beat Gurwin Price. And we know Gurwin Price loves this tournament, but Raymond's finished top, and uh, I think he's all but qualified. I think it's going to take a bit yeah. of a miracle. He plays to play Ted Ebbets, uh in his last game, and he I, he should win that. So he's through the next round, if, even if he loses, because Price and Chizzy tomorrow, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. through. So. A big moment for Barney. Uh, watching the highlights, it looked like Gerwin 
really wanted to beat Barney, like, you know, Barney having the the, the, the crowd support and, and the aura of a world champion and, and all his followers. And he, he just looked like he wanted to win more than he normally does and, you know, missed some shots and Barney jumped over it. And that when, you, when the crowd gets behind Barney, that place just gets so hard to play in. Oh, it, it does because he's such a fan favourite. And, of course, we just go back a couple of years and he just, it was a, such a shock he announced his retirement. Yeah, I think it was at the end. Of, it was in twenty nineteen. He lost every Premier League game, and he's like, "I'm like that's it. I'm done." Um, and then he kind of changed a heart. I'll do it at the end of the year. But then I think COVID kind of changed things. So I really feel if COVID wasn't around, because he was just he was meant to come here and play like exhibitions. Exhibitions. Uh, and yeah. I, I really feel that COVID maybe gave him a change of heart, or maybe kind of rediscovered that passion. I don't know. I'm only speculating. Yeah. But. I, he, I think he really wants to come back and make a name, not necessarily make the Premier League, but make a good run of the world champs. So, and this is, as, as you kind of said, with your form, you're playing well and you're feeling good. So, if you, he's doing this, he's one guy that you would want to avoid. Yeah, oh, so, somewhat. Um, obviously, playing well, but you don't know how many world champs he's got left in him. You know what I mean? Look, his motivation, the sheer stage with, uh, to, with Barney. I mean, how cool would that be at a world champs? Like, obviously, more pressure, but to share the stage, to have a run against a world champion, and, you know, if you could pip him, then you'd be great for my own profile anyway. So as much <laughs> as it would be nervous playing, you know, these amazing names, then you got to think about the opportunities if you do beat them, which I think I'm capable. So never doubt, never scared of no one, but... He's playing brilliant, and he's he's just got that clutch moment back where if he gets a dart, he takes a dart. So it's good seeing him back in the run. Yeah, uh, that was Group A. Group B has uh, Danny Knopp at the UK Open champion on top. Uh, he has to play Mencio Sulovic, who's currently was actually tied with Simon Whitlock for second because they both uh, on two points and both have both won seven legs and both lost seven legs. Yeah. So so Whitlock has to play uh, the qualifier from Asia, Christian Perez. So you'd assume that he would probably win that. So it's really going to be another bit of a shootout there. And Mensal is kind of... I'm not saying he's done a Barney, but he's kind of... <clears throat> I was, has he kind of rediscovered his love a little bit? Because he kind of dropped off a little bit. No. Three years ago, he was one to watch. He was... Most of those top players have been nervous playing him and... He's just kind of fell back a bit. Um, credit to Perez, he he showed up today and took him all the way as well. So, which is probably why his um, his for and against is so poor in this tournament. Uh, Simon will be, will be fizzing at the opportunity of making the next round in this, and he's real capable and ha- has a chance of making it. Uh, group C, which has uh, Michael Smith, who's comfortably on top there. Joe Cullen, uh, Michael Smith actually beat Joe Cullen 5-1 this morning. Richie Edhouse, who's qualified for the first time, and Lisa Ashton, who's uh, put up a couple of good performances, but not enough to get uh, the win. Uh, I'd say Lisa's probably out of the running there. Once again, it's a bit of a, Michael. looks like Michael Smith is going to make it. Uh, and Joe Cullen, probably, I'd say in that one. I don't know. I yeah. think I've summed that up pretty well. Yeah, well, just some current form, eh? Richie yeah. Edhouse, though, you see, you know, he's he's always there upsetting everybody, so he's more than capable. Exactly. Our group D has uh, Dirk van Dijnenboder on top, Rob Cross, Martin Schindler, uh, the German World Cup player, and Adam uh, Gavlas, who uh, is out. He can't make that next round. Dirk currently on top. Uh, he beat Rob Cross 5-3 this morning. Rob was a bit below his best uh, based on the draw. Once again, it's going to be a shootout. Rob and Martin, they play each other tomorrow, the same for and against, so it's going to be between them. Oh, how many? there's so many games like that tomorrow that 
if you win, you're in. If you lose, you're out. So be plenty of energy on the stage and a lot to, a lot to play for because the winner of this tournament gets £150,000, which is 300000 Kiwi dollars. <sighs> and, 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 before and, tax, people, before oh, tax. Yeah, yeah, you know. Still two hundred something thousand dollars. So, but like like you said, just before the world champs, all this prize money can change so much. And all these, a lot of these guys are are fighting for those one games tomorrow. So it'd be interesting to watch. Yeah, the one one group we were really talking about off air was Group E, which has Peter Wright, Nathan Aspinall, Alan Souter, and Fallon Sherrick. Fallon, uh, I kind of feel bad to say, but it kind of feels like that that. What, of course what she did will never be taken away but it kind of feels like that she well she hasn't kind of rediscovered that form and it could just be down to do that pressure of doing the World Series and just that real public spotlight coming back because it was there and then COVID came along and it kind of came back but I yeah. think she's probably finding it a bit difficult uh, which you know you feel bad for her but she's not going to be at the World Champs but uh, Peter Wright Nathan Aspinall because uh, that's going to be the one to watch because Alan Souter, the Scotsman who's actually a fireman as well, he yeah. should win that one. So then it will become, yeah, probably another shootout there between those two to, to decide who goes through. Yeah, looking at the at the stats, it doesn't look like Peter has that locked in. If uh, Souter wins and Aspinall win, tomorrow Peter could be out. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that how that group finishes up. With Suits playing Sherrick, you'd think he'd have it. But um, like you said, Sherrick has got some pedigree in her and she might be able to upset everybody and just change the whole dynamic of that group. Uh, group F, Johnny Clayton already confirmed his spot in the next round. Uh, another shootout once again. Uh, Jermaine Watamina, uh, Damon Hedder, both on the same uh, difference. But Damon's got it a lot tougher as he has yeah. to beat Johnny Clayton. Yeah, that hasn't dropped the leg yet. He's won 5-0, 5-0. Um, Jermaine just lost 5-0 as well, so... It's all in Jermaine's hands, really. What happens tomorrow? Um, Johnny's got that locked in. He's going. He's going through. It just depends how how big of a win because the for and against matters in these group stages. And I think Damon has to beat Jermaine by two plus legs. So it'd be hard. And he's got to beat the informed Johnny Clayton. And that's my man. And he he let that game against what I mean. I just fly past him. And Johnny he, Clayton's your man. No, Damon Hitter is my oh, man, sorry. bro. But um. I was going to say, yeah. I didn't know didn't, this is the, a new bromance. Oh, the Jermaine game, uh, he just missed so many chances that he wouldn't normally, and, and it's going to cost him again in another major. He's not having a good run in majors, to be fair. He's, he's staying with Damon again? No, no, not the oh, summer. So you've grown up. Oh, you know. Grown up. Players' hotels, mate. Oh, no. Real luxury, no eh? No way. <laughs> oh, but, you know, I guess he's, guess he's pretty good company. Uh, <laughs> Michael Van Gerwen in Group G. Currently on top there, you got Ross Smith, uh, Luke Woodhouse, uh, Nathan Rafferty, who's probably not going to make it. Uh, I'd say if I had to pick now, Van Gogh and Ross Smith will probably be the ones that go through. Yeah, I'll go that way too. Yeah, just current form, just won a major. He's feeling good, Ross Smith. And uh, the last group there is Group H: uh, Luke Humphreys, Josh Rock, Ryan Searle, and Scott Williams. Scott's he's had a pretty good year because he's I think he's actually held the tour card, but he won a PDC uh, one of the players' championship events, so that was pretty impressive. But uh, Luke Humphreys, Josh Rock, that's going to be an absolute blinder tomorrow because Luke's on top, but Josh will have to win to to make it through. Yeah, he will have to win. Uh, Ryan beating Josh Rock was a massive game. Uh, I think that's the toughest group they've had. Um, all boys, all the boys there uh, in good form, throwing well. So, yeah, so it's all in Josh Rock's hand. He, he, he's the highest 
um, performer in the last 200 leagues of darts thrown. He's he's number one in the power power rankings and maybe let the moment get ahead of him. Uh, is it too early to pick a winner? Of the whole tournament? Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, mate, tough one. Ooh, you go first. No, nah, I ask. Oh, that's, how, that's how this works here. Uh, I want to go Michael Van Gerwen. You're the expert. Michael Van Gerwen. I, I, just, I just run the shit. You're the expert. <laughs> yeah, I'm going Michael Van Gerwen. Right, and, and, wow, wow. Hey. Michael Van Gerwen hold all the big ones in. Oh, I, rec- yeah, I reckon he's back. And Ooh. I think he's trying. I like his honesty lately, too. He's, when he goes in his interviews, he's, 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 he's speaking truth and he's not holding back. And I love that about Michael Van Gerwen at the moment. Right, so I want to say anyone but Michael Van Gerwen. You don't want him to win. No, I'm just going against you. Oh, go on then. So then we can have bragging rights. So I've pretty much, it's pretty much balls on my court though because I've pretty much gone the field. The whole field. And I'll go Van Gerwen. Who you go? Go, you choose one. It's got to be someone in there. If I have to choose one based on form. oh, Based on form, I think Johnny Clayton, but it depends on who you draw in those knockout stages. It can be quite different. But then I also can't go past Gerwin because this is his tournament. Mate. He loves it. It's, it's been his He's lost. It puts him in a different position in the next it round. It does. It does. And I don't even like this whole tournament, mate. Get out, get out your abacus, mate, because I don't even know how it all works. I mean, you one play twos, <laughs> twos play ones. I don't even know. You, qualifying becomes so hard to even qualify. So it's a, it's, a, it's a tough one to get your head around. So just keep winning. Whoever's, whoever wins is going to win the whole thing, isn't it? Yeah, there you go, exactly. And, of course, after the Grand Slam, there is going to be another big tournament on, which will be the Players' Championship Finals. Uh, it's essentially the top uh, 64 players from uh, the Players' Championship events, the 30 events during the year. Uh, we'll play that in Minehead over yep. a couple of days, and that will be a big one. And one man who will be taking part in that will be joining us after the break, and I've heard, I've actually been told he's been listening to our chat, and he's quite enjoying it, so can't <laughs> wait to get him on the line. It's uh, the Bronze Adonist, uh, Steve Beaton, will be joining us after the break here on At The Ockey. This has to be one of my favourite walk-ons in all of darts. I can just, I can just, I close my eyes. I can just see like just swagger. Yeah. When you, I see no, it, you I, see Steve Beaton. I love it. <laughs> I love it so much. Did you know you could actually be drawn against uh, Steve at the World Champs when the right. draw comes out? Mate, some people say I have swag, mate. Honestly, no, I'm you got just, nothing, on, nothing, nothing on. Nothing on Steve. Nothing, mate. I got to take off some buttons on my shirt, pop out the hair, and see what I can do too. <laughs> Well, our next guest was in danger of missing out on Alexandra Palace, but after a stunning run in the last Players' Championship event of the year, he snuck in, and he will now play in his 32nd consecutive World Champs. He is the winner of the 1996 Lakeside World Champs, which he won a month before I was born. (laughs) And he also has one of the best nicknames in the world of darts, known as the Bronze Adonis. Steve, morning. I hope we find you well over in the UK. Oh, I'm fine, thank you. I've been listening to your chat. It's been good. Oh, appreciate it. Appreciate it. It's uh, great, great to have a new fan on board, and surely being on Radio New Zealand must be up there with some of your career <laughs> achievements. 
Uh, I wish I was there, actually. It'd be nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, heading to this time of year, it is good. But, of course, you've got uh, the World Darts Championships coming up now. And So how was that to qualify for your 32nd straight? Oh, it was great. I mean, I haven't had the best of years um, ever since I've dropped out of the top 32. It's been a sort of an uphill battle. And uh, this year I've been sort of – I've missed a few, the Grand Prix and the, the um, match play and things. So it's been a tough year, but yeah, all I wanted to do really was keep me tour card and uh, qualify for the worlds. And uh, it was funny; it was all on the last, all on the last match. But even if even if I'd have picked up nothing, I'd have still got through. But it was obviously nice to get to the final and uh, and do it the uh, the good way, really. Yeah, how were you feeling heading into that last event? Because it was it was that whole thing about potentially missing out on your mind, or you know, what do you think was the catalyst and kind of propelling you? To uh to get to get through to the world champs, um well the, the tournament before the pro tour before I'd sort of done enough I was a couple of thousand ahead of the uh, the bottom spot and uh, but obviously I, I I thought as long as I pick up money you know I'm I'm definitely in and uh, it was one of them you know I, I didn't do very good on the first day and it was all down to the last day although I knew I was in I still wanted to pick up some money just to guarantee that spot and. Uh, you know, I got to the final, so it was definitely guaranteed then. Now, last year when the World Champs draw was done, uh, I know this was one matchup the, the darting world did not want to see was when you came up against uh, Fallon Sherrick because I think it was like, it was like, it was talking about the history of the 31st and they're kind of going like, oh, we want to cheer on Steve, but at Fallon, we can't not cheer against Fallon. So what's going to happen if you happen to get drawn against uh, our very own Ben Robb oh, this, this time? Oh. <laughs> That that'd be nice. I thought you were going to say one of the ladies again. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've got I've got uh, of course our number one New Zealand darts player and uh, off to the world champs his third time. I've got Ben Robbins studio with me. Uh, he's admiring your moustache uh, from, from from afar, and he, he he's, his attempt to try replicate it is not going so well. I'm sure I'm sure he's really going to enjoy it. I mean, it's 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 one of the best atmospheres you'll ever have. You know, with a four or five thousand crowd. I mean, obviously. Before with the COVID, with there was hardly anybody there, but now it should be back to full capacity. You know, Mate. it's 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 a brilliant tournament. But Steve, if if you could give a bit of words of wisdom to a guy showing up for the first time at the World Champs, what what what, what would you throw his way, even if you were playing? Just just enjoy it. I mean, and, and take in all the atmosphere. I mean, I, I love the pressure and all that. Like that's that's what you play the game for, because you know it's like being cornered and, and you've got to get yourself out of it and. It, you just got to enjoy it, and and you know it's all experience. You know, I mean, like he says, we're thirty second this time, but you know, I've only won it the once. But yeah, every year I look forward to it, and uh, like I say, it's a great atmosphere. Everybody's in a Christmas cheer, and uh, you know, I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. What do you kind of put down to the long longevity? You know, what what do you do to to kind of keep yourself going for for so long? I I, I had down in my notes, and you probably hear this all the time, but I'm only 26. So I think you played at six world champs before I was even born. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I've, I'm actually I actually keep keep quite fit. Um, I I do I go to the the gym a couple of times. Well, I don't do many weights or anything, but I, I go swimming three or four times a week, and I cycle probably 50, 60 mile a week. So I try to keep myself fit. I think if I didn't keep myself fit and I just sat around, I don't think I'd be still playing now, really, because, you know, you've got to keep active. I still get aches, back pain, arm ache and all that lot. But I think if you keep yourself moving, you've got a good chance of keeping going. So it's it's down to me, really. If I can keep myself moving, maybe I've, I've got another year or two yet. 
Oh, that's that's what we like to hear. Uh, so, how much time do you get to you know put on on the practice board? Do you are you much of a practicer, or do you kind of just rock up and just throw on the day and yeah, hope for the best? Yeah, that's that's why sort of COVID sort of killed me because my my, um, me, my practice is exhibitions. You know, going to local pubs and clubs around the country. So I probably used to do about 40, 50 of them a year, and that was my sort of practice. And then obviously we were playing most weekends before COVID, so you were always in a routine. And then sort of when COVID hit, we had that many breaks. I'm not one to just stand at the dartboard on my own for hours and hours. You know, I've been playing for like 40, 50 years now. You know, I couldn't stand there for three or four hours. It'd drive me nuts. So, you know, I, it's I'm, I'm sort of like one of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I try to force myself to do half an hour or an hour a day, but that's hard work for me. Mate, Steve, what the Pro Tours? Um, being around that game for so long and seeing, you know, big names come and go, do you think that the overall standard is is a lot better, or like what what do you put it down to in in that sense? I think when I first started, you used to get a few easy games at the beginning, and you could get yourself warmed up. Now, you, you, every game is a tough one. So, although there's 128 players in the Pro Tour, every match is going to be like your last match. It's you know you've got to be on form. And all the averages now, if you look at the averages, they're always in the 90s or even in the 100s. And, you know, you could have over 100 average and still not win. It's The standard has, you know, definitely improved. Yeah, you can see that from from, from over the side. But when it comes to the big the big events, do you, do you still find the, the Pro Tour challenging to you? Because, I mean, obviously you want to be, you're, you, you've been in every event, you've been on the biggest stages. Do you find it hard getting up for a Pro Tour or is it the same as, as a, like a major or a TV event? Um, pro Tours are obviously a bit easier, I find, because obviously you haven't got the crowd and, and the, you know, like the big audiences and that lot. But obviously the TV ones you want to do well. So obviously you put more pressure on yourself, I think, to play better in the TV ones. Um, but no, I, 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 I sort of just view every game as it comes, really, and just take one one game at a time. But that's what I've tried to do all year, really. Of course, uh, you've been around a while, Steve. You know, how much have you seen the kind of sport change over that time as well? Uh, you know, you see that lots of people come and go, but what just the sport and darts in general in terms of on the hockey and off the hockey? Um, I think when when Barry come in in the early 2000s and said he was going to change the game, I mean, you know, he, we all sort of thought, yeah, you know, he was struggling at the time. And Barry says, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And we thought, oh, yeah. But, you know, what he's done to the game is unbelievable. You know, he, he's said he's going to do this and do that. And it, it's all just come true, you know. For a youngster now, what an opportunity it is, you know, to be earning that sort of money and to have such a career in, in the sport where you're going all around the world. You know, it's it's, it's a great sport to be involved in. And, uh, you know, everybody's got this opportunity now to to get there. You know, he's, he's even done like the the youth and all this like there's there's all ways now for the youngsters to get into the top few if they practice enough and you know dedicate themselves enough so yeah it's the, the door's wide open for anybody really what is steve beaton like away from the hockey you know uh you know what what do you like and what do you enjoy doing um like i say i do a bit of like cycling swimming and that like i mean i like a bit of golf i never get much chance to have a game of golf really it's just getting the time and obviously, we don't get the weather over here <laughs> for golf. It's usually raining or something. But uh, no, I'm, I'm, I, I, it, it, 
actually with the darts, you don't really get much time left. You know, most of your weekends are took up, so you might get a few days in the week where you can do a, the odd thing and that lot. Um, but generally, like I say, I just try to keep active. Well, that's, uh, I, I think I need to take that advice on board. I got, I got absolutely roasted. Uh, earlier on the show you you would adjust my style i'm, I'm still quite still quite bitter about it i've got one of ben's shirts on and he just absolutely ripped into me so uh as a man that now has to go do running and cycling and all this other stuff what tips have you got for me um well i like i say i, I don't i don't do too many weights and that like you don't want to pull anything do you I pull a you know a, a muscle or anything so I, I just you know it's just getting out in the fresh air really so i, I like cycle to the gym for about it's about an hour cycle there and then just have a swim for a half an hour, an hour, and then cycle back. So that's that's me morning done then. And then uh, you know the rest of the day I can sort of try to have a game a game of darts by myself. But uh, yeah, that's it generally. When you look back on your career, did you ever think you'd achieve all the things that you you have done? Well, funny enough, because all I ever wanted to do was get in the worlds, qualify for the worlds. I see <laughs> on the telly. You know, I, I wanted to play for England. I did that. And then the next goal was to, to get in the Worlds. And then, then obviously the next goal was to win it. But no, I, I couldn't see me, you know, doing this for the 32nd time now. I mean, it's unbelievable, really. Well, considering it might be a record, which it could be long standing, you just never know because, with, especially with the standard of darts these days, uh, and lots of guys earning so much money now, they might not, you know, want to stick around for as long as you have. So it could, it literally could be a record, which. Stand the ages. Yeah, stand the ages. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you say, it's it's one of them sports. Like now, they they can earn quite a bit of money in in, in you know for the top for the few years, and then like you say, they might just drift out. It's just I've always loved the sport, and you know, it's it's hard to get away from something you love. So I think even even if I come out the top, you know, top few now, I mean, there's the seniors to go maybe to look forward to or just doing a few exhibitions here and there. I think they'll always be involved around the sport, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a long time to be in it and, and, you know, just to walk away from, really. Steve, if, you, if it didn't go your way this year and your card was up, uh, would you would you go back to Q School and, and, and give that a crack? Because I, I gave that a go last year and, mate, the standard there is ridiculous as well. So, it's you know, even Barney was struggling to get back in, so... Would you have eyed it back up and, and try to try it again and get back into it? Well, I've bummed an hour, obviously, because I, I didn't know whether I was going to keep me card this year. And I was thinking about Chalai, Shanai, and, uh, and yeah, like you said, it, I mean, it's it's so hard to, to get your tour card now. You know, the, the, the standard there is unbelievable as well. Um, I don't really know. I was bumming an hour in whether I'd done it. So it'd be if I hadn't got it, I still wouldn't have really known whether I was going to go to Q school. The only thing was, if if you go to Q school, you can always play in other other things. So I might yeah. have just gone, just so I could play in the other events throughout the year anyway. So uh, it was fifty fifty really. Do 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 you think that there should be like in other sports where when uh, to reward longevity, longevity in, in in a sport, to, like Kevin Painter, should there be tour cards for people that have that have put work into the game? And, and, and to give back into the game, or do you think it should just always be the same way it is now, or maybe a restructure to allow players that have grown the sport, you know, the opportunity to still compete? Um, I think, I think well, there could be, it could be like, um, you know, maybe you could give somebody, uh, you know, a, 
a complimentary tour card, but then the problem is you've still got to, if you keep losing each week, you, you're not, your head's going to go down anyway. <laughs> so the point that put really, you you know, if, if I didn't think I could compete in the tour, then I'd probably just pack up anyway, me tour card, because it is, there's no point, you know, so disheartening losing every week. So, you know, unless you've got, you can keep up to that standard, it's not really worth, you know, having a tour card really. Yeah. Well, from the sounds of it, if he doesn't have a tour card, he might come to New Zealand. <laughs> and then he no, can... I've, I've, that's one country I'd love to come and have a holiday in, actually. So you might see me over there once. Well, Steve, if you if you do, you know, we'll, we'll, we will grab you in studio. Uh, I'll replace oh, my co- yeah. I'll replace my co-host. Whoa, 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 <laughs> mate! There will be one thing uh, when the guys that taught me the game when they talk about Steve Beaton. The men said they wanted to be him, and the woman said they wanted to be with him. So that's a pretty good, it's a pretty good, uh, you know, title to have, mate. You, you own that one. It's a good job the wife's out. <laughs> well, uh, Steve Beaton, thank you so much for your time today. It's been, uh, as a darts fan, it has been an absolute privilege and a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, all the best uh, for the worlds. I uh, hope you do great, unless uh, you're drawn against Ben Rob, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Uh, all the best, Steve. It's been great talking to you. Cheers, you can give me an interview after I've won it all. Yeah, oh, mate. perfect. Good luck at the Players' Championship, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, uh, thank you. Steve Beaton there. Oh, what a champion. I've, I've, been, I've been so looking forward. He's one guy I've always wanted to talk to. Mate, he's, he's just a cool dude. He's just, you know, he jokes around, has a laugh, sees the funny side of things, and, um, yeah, I think New Zealand would welcome him. Maybe bring him to the World Series. You know, oh, yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to get on the phone during the break here and I'm going to have a word with Matt Porter. Uh, we are 13 minutes away from 10 here on At The Yockey. Awesome privilege getting Steve Beaton on the show on SCNZ's At The Yockey, brought to you by the Dart Depot. The Dart Depot, your one-stop shop for all things darts and queue. Visit thedartdepot.co.nz. What a good man Steve Beaton is. Oh, what a good talk. What a good yarn. And he was so fun too. I reckon he'd come to New Zealand, mate. People would love him. Maybe we should, uh, I don't know, he might be a bit expensive for an exhibition over here. Oh, hashtag bring over the Adonis. The bronze Adonis. The bronze Adonis, mate. He held himself so well. I'm stoked for him. 32 in a row. Mate, legend. It's kind of scary, eh, when you think of like in terms of sporting streaks. Yeah. 32 years doing something like qualifying every year. And it's no no easy feat as well. any sport. Exactly, and you, you kind of think it's just incredible. You know, the fact he's still going, and he's probably still going to have a couple more in him. <laughs> Fifty miles a week he bikes. I don't even bike cool one. Story. <laughs> one kilometer. Uh, it's a bit. I feel a bit embarrassed, eh? Like in terms of like what he does to keep fit, and I look at what I do, and I'm like, oh. man, you're 26, mate. I know, but I've got like bad joints, and <laughs> I, you know, he, he, he's probably more twenty six, and I'm probably more fifty four, and based on my personality as well. So you know, that, that kind of sums it up—the old, old man that I am. <laughs> that was cold. <laughs> oh, oh but man. mate, we're, we're nearly all done here on uh, SNZ at the Hockey. It's been great uh, doing this all again every fortnight. But uh, two weeks' time on the twenty eighth will be the last one. Before you jet off. Last one for me at the Oki on the radio for 2022. Oh, I'll get you on. I think I think uh, we're trying to work on doing a, a bit of a special at some Ooh. stage, so we might Ooh. have to grab you on with that. Yeah. You might have to have a yarn when I'm over there. Should kind of tear up around the same time. Maybe. Well, yes, I am your, remember, I am your media manager. 
Oh, yeah, well, you haven't done much work for me, mate. Bring you on the radio every fortnight. Oh, I've still haven't got to check yet, mate. It's cheap as. Oh, well, that's, that's, that, that's completely out of my power. Oh, that's mate, above my cool, pay grade. One more show, and then I'm off to the big dance, mate. Hopefully, I don't know when they do the draw, mate, but it'd be cool to know by the show. Maybe put a, put a word out there. Oh, we're, should we're, I, I just had Dave Allen from the PDC message me. Should I say, mate, can you do the draw man, when we're on air? How good was like, that? And we can just we can just grab the stream and just do it. Do it, man. Instant reaction. Let us have the balls and, and the thing, and I'll pull out names that we want to see play each other. See, Matt, Matt Porter was, I think, was dropped one for when they're doing the draw for the Grand Slam. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Controversial, mate. <laughs> Yeah, but um, nah, I can't. I can't say that. I was gonna say match fixing, but it's definitely not. Oh not my God. <laughs> Oops, Ooh. my mic's on. <laughs> but, but every day, is your excitement levels just getting more and more? Yeah, getting excited, especially the way I'm throwing too. You know, like I'm not trying to like build myself up or anything like that, bro. But I just feel like something special is gonna happen. And yeah, I don't want to get too excited because if you did get too excited, you just fall apart. So. Just uh, trust the process, trust my ability, and um, try and shock the world as I always try and do. No, that's a good way to be, and we'll get your uh, full reaction. You might have to come in with your suitcase. Well, full of money. Oh, <laughs> no, you can come with your suitcase full of money if you ask me. Because, like, you know, you might just do the show and then just, then just jet off. And... Shoot away. Jump on my jet. Yeah. Matt Porter sent me over. Well, we hey. can just take a boat. <laughs> get there, eh? Get there in 2024. <laughs> uh, but that's all the time we got here on At The Oki. Ben Francis and Ben Rob talking all things darts. Special thanks to the Dart Depot that sponsors the show and Ben Rob. Darts, dartboards, lighting and more. The Dart Depot will be back in two weeks. Uh, ben Rob's last show before he jets off to London for the World Champs. We are excited. It is about one month away. Come on, the big rig. Oh, let's go.